0: Welcome to Sad Styles Productions. Let me run you through our daily specials. On Tuesday, relive your childhood gaming memories on the Retrograde Podcast. On Thursday, the Jackass Crew relives the pain and glory of the TV show Jackass. Also, on Thursday, Mikey and Brian let you in on all the secrets of sports marketing on the Sign Off, a Framework Podcast. On Fridays, losing money with Andrew Baskin helps satisfy your 20-minute sports gambling fix. Keep your hands inside the car at all times. Enjoy the ride. Get into it.
1: Coming up... A Sad Styles production. Get into it!
0: Hello and welcome. My name is Mikey Aaronworth, signing on to the sign-off of Frameworth Podcast for yet another week and we have a very special guest for you today. You may recognize him if you're watching over on YouTube. Uh, If you're not, make sure to subscribe. We have a guest that we've had on once before and to this day, even though it was one of our earliest episodes, remains to be one of the most popular and one of the most, I'd say, fan-engaged episodes that we have. We're joined today, obviously, myself, Mikey Aaronworth. We've got Brian Aaronworth, the president of Frameworth, as well as Rocket, head of Rocket Security, Rockets Pro Services. He is a security, he's in charge of security and concierge services to the stars. Uh, and if you're not sure why that means he's such a big draw to each of the episodes, it's because he's got some great stories from behind the scenes, in the locker room, in the club, uh, as 50 Cent once notoriously said. Uh, so Rocket, thanks so much for joining us once again. How have you been since the last time you were on? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. It's good to have you back as well. Um, we uh, A lot has happened in the world of hockey uh, since recording this. I mean, at, by the time this comes out, the playoffs could be over. Hopefully not. You know, we, we're big fans of Montreal here, not to date the episode too much, but there's a couple big games coming up, hopefully. Um, but... One of the major things that we've seen since, uh, and we'll get into some of the questions because we actually did have some fans write in with some questions about, you know, what life is like in in, in the world of of security and concierge services. Uh, So we'll get to that. But I want to start off because you're very closely linked in a lot of ways to the Toronto Maple Leafs and a lot of their players. With Toronto coming out of the playoffs, early exit, first round, not to get into the way they played as much necessarily, but there was a very strong negative reaction towards some of the players some of the players specifically the team in general sometimes the management and i'm sure as someone who's in charge of athlete security how much does that get on your radar you know, when someone's tweeting something like, I'm going to fucking kill these whatever it is. You know, there's a lot of, of, of hot air that goes on online, but how much of that gets to your attention and then you have to relay it, relay it back to the players? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm
2: glad you brought that up because that was, that was kind of a real concern. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you say the least, the other guy I really look after and, and do security for is Mitch Marner. Right. And uh, so right after that final game that he got beat, he's down. yeah no he he feels like shit he's a human being yeah i mean so anyways i i meet him in his driveway because there are people and fans know where he lives so we just thought of the best thing that i'll meet him right over at the house there you know so i went over to the house and and met him there and of course he showed up and and uh he was uh you know he was down yeah, James, yes. they all were, but yeah. Down, he, you know, how how long after the game would this have been? This was like like, like forty five minutes. Oh, okay, forty five okay. minutes yeah. after the game, he got oh. changed and did his press conferences, and then came right home, you know, wow, just by himself. You know, he had another one of the players wow. that was staying with him. They all came. They came together, and um, yeah, it was just so. Anyways, there was a there was a controversy piece that came out later on about him that we can get into later if you want, but. Um, so I got him in his house, and I said, listen, I'm just going to stay here in the driveway. And there was a few idiots that drove by and, you know, yelled obscenities at That's the house. That's
0: insane. Really? That's insane. You know,
2: stuff like that. And there was a garbage incident that, you know, some guys are fucking around. that. So anyways, I stayed probably till about, you know, 6 or 7 in the morning just to make sure that everything was kind of cool. Because, you know, in any other city of Winnipeg or Edmonton, you don't have to do that. You know uh, maybe I mean? Montreal, but yeah, maybe Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll 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 turn your house upside. Now I'm anyway. right. I'm, I'm picturing
0: do. I'm picturing Rocket <laughs> on a rocking chair on the lawn with a shotgun in your hands <laughs> and a blanket and a cup of coffee. Is it like what, what when you say you stayed there till seven thirty? You're you're inside just making sure things. No, are okay? I just stay outside. Oh, okay. yeah, this... I just
2: stay in my car on the outside and make it like you know that it's not. I'm not there to specifically do that, right? So right. because you, D- you just
1: don't you know. assume he doesn't have a shotgun. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> This is I
2: mean, like Yellowstone, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's just like it's just you know because his girlfriend's there too. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, and and they look for their safety and all that, and that's my job. That's what they you know that's what he pays me for. Now I was mean, this
0: was it more? or less than usual because Leafs fans, you know, were, yeah, it was were a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah.
2: It was a little bit more. And later on the poor kid was taking a beating and, you know, I've known the kid since he was like, yay high. And, right. You I know. Terrific family and really good kid. And he just didn't, he didn't know, deserve he that. Well, he understands that it's the city of Toronto. And right. When you sign that big ticket, yep. you know, you're going to be a moving target. He gets all that. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you know, the next day, teammates came by over over to Mitch's place. You know, and it, it, every one of them, to the man, is like behind that kid one hundred percent. Right. And there's there's just so much that's not that is not out in the public. Sure. And and I get under. I I know so much that the public doesn't know in terms I of can't his effect on the team or in terms of yeah yeah hundred yeah. percent. But I can't come on to you know to right. the people and say and and uh, you know voice my opinion of that because I'm just there to look after him.
1: Right. Well, you know, you know, we handle uh, Mitch's memorabilia here at Frameworth, and um, so I'm pretty uh, in, in recent years, been pretty close with the family. And you know, it's not just Mitch; it, it, the whole family um, is so down because of that, because they don't want to see. I mean, yeah, it, hey, they take the good with the bad. When he's on a roll, of course. Um, it, you know, they're all smiles and giggles. But but when when as a parent, when you see your kid taking. A, a shit kicking it really it really stings even the the family members right what's the thing about golf
2: Was
0: that oh, the article that was that was written there that
2: yeah so what happened uh and, and i'll clear this up because it was like a big sticking point and it was really nothing but anyways so mitch is a member at this golf course in toronto and um it's funny when he came back that night he had phoned me and i guess you can go in and, and go online and put your tea times down right mm-hmm. you know so there was this thing that came out and had Mitch's name at a tea time for the next day at three thirty or something, you know. Because he, when he got out of the car, he showed me. He goes, "What is this?" You know, and I didn't even think anything of it. I go, uh-uh, "You know," he goes, "I don't even know these guys that they say I'm having playing golf with." So I said, "Don't worry about it." You know, I don't know what it is either. Well, the next day I get like right off the bat, like early in the morning, Sean Avery. And and Aves has been a buddy of ours for years. You know what I mean? So Aves gets on his podcast and says, you know, Mitch Marner really cares. He's got a tea time tomorrow morning. Oh, Jesus. uh, At this golf course. And uh, like, he really cares. So I'm like, what's going on here? So I get on the phones right away. So I look at Avery's tweet first, you know, and yeah, it's exactly what he says. So I called Mitch's agent. And I said, hang on, what, what's going on here? And so I, under further, you know, investigating into everything, I found out because I phoned the golf course and I'm like, what's going on here? You've caused some problems. So I found out that anybody that's a member there can go online and book the tee times. Right, right. Well, these two 13-year-old kids got into their dad's, you know, they oh. into his thing. And so they just, as a joke, said, hey, let's put our names down and we'll play with Mitch Marner. Okay. So that was online. So I guess another member went online and saw this
0: and took took a screenshot.
2: And he's a family, he's a member or a a really good friend of Sean Avery's. And he sent the screenshot to Avery. Oh, wow. wow. So I finally call Avery. I'm doing Sean for a long time. And I said, Aves, like, what are you, dude, what are you doing here? You know, it's like, buddy, I've been with him. I've been with him since the day he when he since he left the ice. Yeah. Pretty well, you know? And I said, he's he wasn't playing golf. And he's like, "Rocket, I got pictures of it. I have I'm going to get him all summer long. I'm going after him. I'm going aves." I go, "Why didn't you call me?" I go, "You know I do with security. Why didn't you call me and ask me? How about doing your due diligence before you, you or how about not shitting on a guy who even if he is playing golf? Well, let's get to the point is that it's true. He can do whatever he that's wants. exactly right. You know what I mean? He can do whatever he wants. And I'll guarantee you, that kid did not have a golf on his mind at all no. when he came back to that house. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he I saw him for the next seventy two hours straight. So I know he wasn't golfing at all. Right. Right. You know what I mean? That's not Mitch Marner's makeup. Right. right. You know, he, he just that's that's the farthest thing in his mind. But A's like so it got into big controversy and then all the you know, podcasts and other radio shows. You know, so I there was two in particular. I'm not going to get into who they were, but there was two guys that host a podcast that were really ripping at Mitch. So I had enough. Yeah, and I uh, and I DM'd them and I let them have it. Huh. And I guess they phoned Sportsnet and they were like, uh, "Hey, you got to tell Rocket to back off. We're scared. He's gonna come out." <laughs> <it, please." laughs>
0: So you're fucking right, you should be. I will come after you, you know? It's amazing. But, um, you get you get the keyboard warriors who are willing to say I mean, yeah. granted, they're on a podcast, so it's probably a bit more public, but especially, you know, and, and we've we've had this with the 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 amount of success that the sign-off the this podcast is seeing, where every so often you'll get one of those comments. And it's a trolling comment. And I think in the person's mind, they don't realize that there's a real human being reading it. The number of times you reach out to the person who has made the comment and just give them a slight answer or a response. And it they turn around and say, Hey, I was just kidding around. I love you guys. Keep doing like the number of people who are giving Mitch shit for n- golfed or not having golfed. I bet you they're big fans and they just don't clue into the fact. And this relates back to what we were talking about on the last podcast, that there's a human being with real emotions behind the athlete that they're trying to interact with. And as soon as they have that moment of humanity unveiled, now all of a sudden it's just a an interaction. They feel like a dick for doing it. Well, see, Mikey, but here's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the
2: comment that those guys bring out. I'm worried about the fifty thousand followers, the right. fifty thousand idiots that follow these guys, and they get ideas from it. Yes, like some of the stuff that comes out of the you know out of their heads. Like, oh, Mitch was doing this, and I'm like, dude, no. where, are where are you are getting, you getting, getting yeah. this from? Yeah, but that, the that, that, I, I that's the way it. they
1: can get engaged with, you know, and be, be someone that they're not.
2: That's right. Right? I mean, I I have a real tough time going to hockey games now live because I sit in the crowd and I hear people around me, you know, oh, Austin Matthews did this. And I'm like, where do the people come up with this yeah. stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can't go and grab the guy and say, dude, what? that's not what happened. What we that? were, you know, he you, wasn't there. You know what?
1: Here's, here's a good example of mm-hmm. that. So uh, Troy Crosby, Sid's dad. Oh. Uh, He loves to sit in the stands. He doesn't like to sit up in a private box. He likes to be part of the crowd, but very inconspicuously. Now he's getting more well-known, but I've sat with him in Florida watching a game and you hear the comments around and you can just look at him cringing, you know, obviously Florida fans. And, and so now he's forced to kind of sit upstairs because one, he's too recognizable and two. Uh, you know, he, he just doesn't need the, he, he'd
0: never want to go to Philly and sit no. there. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of that specifically, I had, uh, years ago, there was a game where Pittsburgh was playing in Toronto and uh, we had gone as a family, you and myself, Dad, to to the game. And uh, with the Crosbys. And we were kind of switching seats. They They were in one place, we were in the other. And we were just kind of swapping out as, like, for each period, we'd just change so that we could sit with other people for the games. And I think in the second period or something like that, I was sitting with Troy and a couple other people. And Troy was to my right, and the guy to my left was taking chirping to another level, like very personal abrasive things to the point of getting a ru- whatever it is, you know, nothing to do with hockey, all to do with Sid on a personal level. And same thing, Troy's sitting there, he hears it, he's cringing, he's not saying anything. As the period ends, we get up and I say, hey Troy, go meet my parents, I'm, uh, I just got to collect my things over here. And the guy goes to get by me and I, I stop him, not in an aggressive way, just to say like, hey man, I know that you think you're just having fun right now, but the guy sitting beside me is Sydney's dad. And he hears everything you're saying. And the guy, instead of being like, oh, I don't give a fuck, whatever, this and that, turned beet red and is like, I'm so sorry. I, like, I love Sydney, but, like, this is just what I say. And I'm like, you got to keep in mind, especially sitting where you're sitting, there are people all yeah. around you that you don't know are hearing these things, And you know right? what
2: happens, Mikey, to be honest with you, if you look at those people, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, none of them have ever played the game before. Mm. yeah guys who play the game don't chirp stuff like that right right there's just a ton of respect because you got troy you know that the that a hockey guy knows that hey what a parent goes through even to get them to that level right Right. and then and then and then you think them go away at that level but it doesn't right it gets harder for them you know and you those guys that are hackling I'll guarantee if you ask them if they wanted a pitcher with Troy, they'd be all for it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So it's the guys that have never played the game. And 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 that's a big pet peeve with a lot of players, you know, because I went, there was a bunch of Mitch's teammates uh, after the series that I was, uh, that I went out with where we were hanging out. And uh, I had to tell Mitch about these two guys that I ripped in from a radio show and every other player to attend said, good for you.
0: Rocket." Yeah.
2: Those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they get it. They live in Toronto, and everybody, you know, when you sign a big ticket, like I said, you got a target, they get all that. But you know what? Enough. Yeah. Enough. Because, like I said, it's the 50,000 clowns that are watching these people. So when they go get gas, someone's just been in there and said, oh, you know, there's, uh, you know, so and so. And what an idiot he is. Right. You know, well, I
1: mean, but you lose respect for the guys in the media, too, that, that do that. And you mentioned Sean Avery and a friend and all that stuff. But you called him and told him that this was not the case. Mm-hmm. And he still insisted on going after him. Uh, or at least do your due gil- diligence. Phone the golf course, because I know exactly what happened, because we can do it at my club. You can yeah, phone yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, and yeah. book details. And I can say, today, I'm playing with Rocket and Sidney Crosby and whatever, and somebody takes yeah. a screenshot yeah. of that. And next thing you know, everybody thinks Sidney Crosby's in town Hundred which is ri- ridiculous yeah. so and i
2: phoned i phoned the head pro there you know and i you know and i said uh, because mrs dad and i talked about it you know and and at the beginning i didn't think it was a big controversy but then it started to get legs yeah. you know so i phoned the pro there and i said you know what this is a, a real prestigious club here in toronto you better have a Better security system. Yeah, yeah. If you're getting 13 year old kids in there booking times. Right. You know, if it's X amount of dollars to join your golf course and it's an expensive one, you better like protect people. Right, right. You know? so and then that's what i said it started getting legs and i said you better shut it down right now too
0: yeah to, right. the, to the
2: pro and all you know
0: i'm sure the uh the the father of those kids got a stern talking to you by the golf course after that hopefully so change your password well, i mean i only... know i could guess my dad's password on every single platform he's on so <laughs> i know i would know how to book myself uh-huh. with sydney crosby but, and but Rocket, you know too. in
1: fairness to the kids they were just having some fun that's and it. i, I don't think there's idea. anything yeah. malicious yeah. to yeah. It, it but but uh you know it, hey let's put our name down with mitch because yeah. we know he plays at the right. course well that's and he probably would have thought that was
0: funny in the middle of the season yes but you're in the middle of the golf season so so rocket i want to ask you because the past year and a half you know a lot of what you do for your job in the world of, of athlete security and in concierge services has you accompanying these athletes to uh, physical locations like a club or a bar or a restaurant and making sure nothing goes wrong for the past year and a half there hasn't been much of that you know with covid um what changed for you in terms of the way that you interacted with athletes and did your job as a result of COVID? And how do you expect that to change in the next month or so now that yeah. people are going well, out The, the again?
2: biggest one was the traveling. What I used to do is if, uh, especially if a player got traded to a new city, I would go down kind of like to the new city. And, yeah. And I would scout around for restaurants and, you know, a car service. Sure, and, sure. You know, maybe they want a chef and stuff like that. So I thought, Phil, I like better be hands down, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I'd go see a couple of games, too, and stuff like that. So what I would do, I would do rounds of, <clears throat> you know, I'd always pick the warmer places to go to, <laughs> the the winter, you know. And uh, so that stopped, yeah. obviously, completely stopped, right. you know. Um, I still got enough guys, though, that, uh, you know, the bubble was a little different because sure. they couldn't really do anything. But I still had to arrange to get food sent down to them because they really didn't want to eat hotel food yeah, all yeah. the time. Yep. You know? They wanted to eat healthy. Then so you gotta I would, go
1: to other cities and pick up their cars when they get traded
2: and Yeah, so that's that's that that wasn't happening. But the car serv- the, the shipping of cars was an essential service. Right. So, so I got right. guys' cars still shipped down to them where they were right. or shipped back.
0: Yeah. You know. The
2: bubble was a different atmosphere because it was only Edmonton and Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I just had to it was more it was more like guys wanting proper meals, you know. To uh, and and you know they wanted to get their uh, their athletic therapists and their their own guys for you sure all that type of thing. So, but even
1: then, we couldn't even get to the player Like we had players that were in town right, at hotels, right. and we couldn't even get our stuff signed. The bubble should have been bad, easier, not
0: harder. Bubbles a bad name for it. It was a dome. It was like a it was, it was hard. prison. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. It was prison. Yeah, yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah, you know these understand. guys like to go to their their exercise <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, wow. you know at at BMO Field and stuff right. like that. So that was the biggest thing right. that. Uh, the communication was obviously still there, yeah, you know that's my guard dog
0: that's yeah, if you can hear the dog <laughs> in the background we're going to get the uh, the my, blinds pulled pulled God down a little dog. bit it's he's sit, sit, sitting out there if you're if you're on YouTube, you may even see him waiting, yeah, you can see him at the window there as my dad pulls the blinds down. if not, you'll have heard him and uh, right. we' feed once we're in a shutting while him out now, They're yeah. Dogs. We gotta keep them hungry for yeah. your for your security services. Um that, so I wanna I wanna then move on to a little bit of of you know, we talked about how the online world has changed and shifted a little bit and how that adds so much more to your plate because you're you're dealing with fifty thousand unseen threats as opposed to, you know, twenty people in a bar or a club. What's changed in terms of your needs and your interaction with people? Are you often monitoring people's social medias to see who says what? And I have those, to. You have to. I right? have
2: to. Um, you know, we have codes that we have for. I got like fake accounts in my own name that I follow people, right, in and stuff like that, just to see their activity. But it really, uh, it, it like, <laughs> there's a lot of brave people behind a keyboard, of course. Right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you always have to think there's one or two clowns out there, especially down in in Toronto. Yeah, you know. And I, uh, you know, and, and I would say to Mitch, even you know, I remember one time Mitch um, had a picture of him and his girlfriend and his dog you know, take a picture in front of his house, you know? So I phoned him, like, you put it online, I phoned him, like, 15 minutes later, and I said, take that down. Yeah. What's wrong? And I said, because yeah. your address oh. is in the back of the background over the top of your oh, door. Oh, wow. You know? So if I wasn't surf, if I wasn't keeping an eye you on wouldn't have things yeah. that day, yeah. you know, and noticed it three or four hours later, Yeah. you know, I mean, people would have started showing up there. Yeah. They would yeah. have. So... Keeping the players' privacy is huge. Sure, you know it's really that's that's probably Uh, the biggest uh, thing. So yeah,
0: I'll go online uh, and see uh, you know see if people are uh, trolling them. uh, And then and then let's talk about more of the in person stuff because we're getting back into it. You know, one of the things that people loved on the last episode was some of the intimate looks at what goes on in the perspective of someone who's trying to watch. Uh, a bar or a club or a social interaction from, like, a third-person view and just see everything that's happening. Are you... Is there any part of you that's having, like, cold feet about getting back into that world, about the bars and clubs? Because that brings a whole new level of issues, uh, is my first question. And the second question is, why don't you throw us another story? Uh, <laughs> something that you didn't tell on the first one, because those always go over really well. Something that happened in a bar or a club uh, that... Uh, or, or even just a social interaction that that fans may be uh, surprised to hear actually took place. Well, get into your first question, um,
2: you know, with the restrictions, especially here in Toronto, are, you know, are, are really you know, four to a table, now yep. it's six to a table. So I had a few guys. Don't forget, I haven't had many guys that come back yet sure. right? because they didn't want to do the quarantine. Right, you know? right, right, right. Some of them now have got letters from the NHL. They can go back now as of, what, Monday, I guess, the rules are changing. The rules are, the rules are changing. changing, yeah. But when it comes to the restaurants and all that sort of stuff, it's like four at a table. So I had a couple of guys that wanted, uh, you know, they had, well, I got eight guys. I said, well, that's okay. We'll get two groups of four tables. Sure, you know. Right. And then the owners of the bars would kind of move the tables together or keep them apart, but
0: side by side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So that, like... Nothing kind of really... probably keeps it a little bit easier for you. Everyone yeah. has to stay in there. If someone comes and approaches the table, it's a red flag for a variety of reasons. Yeah. There's but no, there's no getting under the radar. But the like,
2: problem is, is getting the result now because now you're down to 50% of your yeah, capacity fair, fair. for your yeah. patio and nobody wants to be that person that goes, name me a restaurant that doesn't want eight players. Yeah, in <laughs> That's true. Like, That's true. It's
1: always good for businesses. Soda, soda. some of them were well. going in January. Don't
2: kid yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I won't name places, but oh, of we had course. To drop guys off and behind. You know, behind alleyways to go in behind back Behind the doors. scenes. Yeah. No, eat, I, you know, I, I. the,
0: but. yeah. So, so tell us then. You know, obviously now it's, it's a little bit more difficult for things to go down without you noticing before it's going to happen. But you mentioned a story on the last episode. And if, if you're listening and you haven't heard uh, the last episode, go back because there's a, a bunch of good stories. One ends up with rocket's fingers up a guy's nose. And we're not going to explain how that happened, but that was a fun one. Anything else? Any other stories that stick out in your mind of, of interactions that you've had in a social, uh, uh, sphere with the players? The kids watch this show. Uh, There's there's an explicit warning on this one. I
2: I have one that was like really kind of crazy. It wasn't funny and all that, but it was, um, I had a player one time that uh, had this girl. They were at a club and uh, he is just, he had just come into Toronto for the, for the weekend. It was an award show. Right. That's as far as I'll go with that. Sure. And uh, so anyways, he was with this girl and he picked this girl up, you know? So I said, well, I better go with you. So, anyways, I go with the girl, and we go to the hotel, you know, into the lobby, and I send them on their way. So I go with them to find out the room, and boom! so they're in. So I'm downstairs, and I'm waiting, and waiting, you know, and all of a sudden I see coming out of the elevator is the girl on her own. I'm thinking, oh, this is good, my buddy Smith. But her dress is all ripped, and she's screaming, screaming out loud, he raped me. I'm oh like, whoa, oh no! What's going on here? So she's running. Oh, she runs over to hotel security. He Goes, oh, I was freaking. She's freaking out. She's freaking out. Now I can't really hear if she yelled the player's name because I don't think the player even said who he right. was. Right. You know right. what I mean. So when he was, I hear her screaming, and yelling. And her shirts all ripped. So I whip up the elevator and go see my player. So I rap on the door and he's, he "What's up?" I go, "Dude, what went on here? You know what's going on?" He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, dude, that girl just ran out of here. here." He goes, I told her to get out of here. She wanted me to buy her drugs. And I said, she wanted to buy her drugs. I said, okay, fine. So I didn't tell him anything more than that. Sure, sure. So I go downstairs. So I whip over to security. This girl's still frantically free. She goes, she knows him. She's pointing at me. He knows who she is. So I pull the security. I go, what's up? She said, oh, she's saying that... uh, you know, this guy, uh, She, he wanted a piece of ass from her, and she said no, and he tried to rip her clothes off. I said, really? I said, well, that's not the story I'm getting. He goes, well, you know, we got to bring the cops in and all that. So I'm like, oh. So I bring the cops, and luckily I knew one of the cops. So he said, "Rocket, it. it's 3 in the morning, buddy. You should be home. <laughs> I said, I get you, you know? And uh, so I start talking to him, and I said, hey, before we go all freak out here, I I don't know about this girl, but let's get some security cameras out and let's start having a look. Sure. So, we did. So, anyways, to make a long story short, we watched, you know, the all of us going in type thing, and she went upstairs. <clears throat> she forgot one thing. There was a a camera in the elevator. Oh. And when she came into the elevator, she started ripping her own. No way. So, then, uh, <clears throat> then uh, you know, the coppers, you know, we all saw that type thing. And so, they said, well, we should charge her. And I said, no. No, because that's going to be the wrong way, too, doing? right? Yeah. I said no. Just let it go away. I said I'm not even going to tell my player till later, till later. I don't want you know him coming down right now and getting stares at because there might be still people. Sure, here sure. That saw him go up with her. You know, I want no part of any of that. So I waited till I don't know early seven o'clock in the morning, and I knew he had a flight to catch. Him. That's what it was. So I got him, and I I sat him down first, and I said, bud, there was some bullshit there, you know," and uh, but you know there again. If I'm not there. This whole thing just escalates. And then, you know, and this day and age, you know, luckily social media wasn't huge when this happened. Sure. A while back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if social media, you know. One person in the lobby takes a photo. Well, here's the problem too, Brian, is that security guys, they can still shot
0: you know, your video. Oh, right. And send
2: it out. Oh yeah. There he is going up in the, in the, uh, in, right. in the
0: elevator with this girl, similar to like the, the member at the golf club for Mitch. Right. It's, it's so much easier to get out there. You
2: know, it's just, it's just that. And, and that's, that goes on to another point of how the actual fan finds out about stuff. Sure. It's crazy. Sure. I had to drop off. I remember Austin and I used to drop him off at the airport. And we used to get a flight at like 6 in the morning. Austin Matthews? Yeah. yeah. he go back to, yep. to Scottsdale. I'll never forget one time. So I picked him up. It was 6 a.m. in the morning. Toronto Airport. No problem. He's getting a, a flight home to uh, to uh, Scottsdale. And uh, I pull up, and there's like seven kids out there with jerseys.
0: Amazing, Signed. isn't it? Just ready, all ready so for it.
2: I looked at him, and I go, What? does this you know how do these guys find out and then after investigating for a couple of days afterwards i find out that you know you have to have your your manuscript who's going to be on the flight right so it's some lady taking that and she says to her son oh do you know who's on the flight tomorrow morning uh, oh, you know on wow. the
1: manifest this wow. is, uh, we talked about this on a previous show every time wayne gretzky comes to town stays at a certain hotel he comes in there's Tw- they're, they're ready for them. The hotel's ready for any of these players. They know that when the when the team arrives, when the player arrives, who's going to be. Yeah. They keep them outside. These guys are usually pretty respectful, and that's why Wayne will go out and sign a few yeah, things yeah, yeah, for yeah. them because they keep their distance and they don't they don't harass them. The hotel does a really good job. That's down. One of the big the, ones, usually, yeah. yeah, and uh, they do a pretty good job of of keeping track of these guys. Yeah. But but I
2: know of an incident too, and I and and it, this happened to a certain Canadian team. I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to mention any names or something, but um, there was this kid who was in, I think he's in Calgary. I got the story third hand, but this is a kid in Calgary, and he dresses up in goalie equipment all the time. <laughs> okay, and he's got the Leaf jersey on and, and things like that, and uh, so. The kid, everybody knows him, you know, and yep. he just knows that the teams are going to be there and what hotels are staying right, at, right, you know. And from what I understand, like, he's because like, I talked to some of you, the kid's a good kid. Oh. Well, I found out this year that security, the hotel, or the team, or whatever, got rid of this kid. Oh. Told this kid couldn't stick around, you know, that he was a nemesis or something like that. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, through Rockets Pro Services, what we're going to do, we're going to find that kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Calgary one day, and I'm going to find out who the kid Oh, works. that's great. I'm going to get him set up from top to bottom of stuff that he oh, needs. Oh, please, listening to You the know podcast. what I mean? There you go.
0: Yeah, yeah. if you are. You or if know. you know the kid, reach out to us. Sign off. But there is a
2: kid there that you know is 100% harmless. You yeah there 's no way he 's got a gun underneath his so
0: eye well i mean that's it. so that just ties everything together because we we started talking about social media right mm-hmm. and how how sure there are fifty thousand people out there for the most part it 's harmless, but you do have to treat everyone with a little bit of of distance because that one person out of fifty thousand can be bad. We then talked about the the incident in the hotel where the the woman claimed to have been assaulted and it turns out she wasn't and and now we talk about this kid who who the hotel thought could have been a problem but this kid wasn't and all this comes down to a limited number of people who give the decent fans and decent human beings a bad rap because we all know there are incidents when someone tweets online where they're being malicious and they're serious about it. We all know, unfortunately, there are cases where an athlete will have a bad interaction with a fan and do the wrong thing and and the assault claim will be real. We all know that sometimes there will be a little kid who just wants, is not there to get an autograph for an autograph hound, is there for their own purposes. But in these limited cases, it just makes I guess your job and the jobs and the lives of the athletes that much more difficult because who do you trust? you You know,
1: here's, here's an interesting story. Um, I mentioned this before, but uh, I had breakfast with Wayne Gretzky and his brother-in-law in in Edmonton before the uh, winter classic out there. And uh, we were in the restaurant and a kid would come in, Mr. Gretzky can have your autograph and he'd sign an autograph. And Mr. Another one, five minutes later, they were very respectful one at a time. They came across. And about the fifth kid to come, Wayne says, uh, No, I'm busy right now, which is really unusual. I said to him after the kid left, I said, Why would you sign four for that kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not for the sixth kid or fifth kid. And he goes, uh, That kid, I've signed five autographs for already. Yeah. And he's just making a living out of it. And he's not here oh, just for. Oh, wow. He,
2: the players are savvy to this, right? For sure. Rocket, they know who's who. I was with Paul Coffey one night. This is way back when he was in Detroit. When he was in Detroit. Yeah. So after a game, we went to the parking lot, and there was these kids that were running autographs. And, Paul, that's the first time I got introduced to it. We were like, I don't know, Coffey's 25. Yeah. We were out there. And it was these kids, and I'm saying, you know, he goes, I'm not signing anything. He goes, because I signed five things for that kid in the last two days. Oh, wow. That kid got me in on the way into the arena today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I started watching it. Now I have experience in this because this is what I see, and this is where you guys come in the fact, too, that I've seen this happen. So, I've seen a kid standing there with an Edmonton Oilers jersey. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to say where we were, I was at with McDavid. Yeah. Okay. And he was, well, it's right, he was at the Biosteel camp. Right. Right. Okay? Sure. So, they were letting all the fans in and stuff like that, which was really cool. Maozdi yeah. was great that way. Yep, kids had a great time. You know, Steal your really, your drink you got, have, yeah.
0: <laughs> in, the, in the forefront of the video there. <laughs> they got really
2: close to the play. It was great. Yeah. but what would happen? So I would take have to get Connor in and out of the building all the time, right? Which is not a problem because Connor's so easy to work with. Right, he's, he's the best. So, but this one kid. So what they would do? I found out later because I said to Connor don't sign that kid. He says what? I said just don't sign that kid. I found out that his dad would bring him every morning. With a brand new Oilers jersey. Oh,
0: wow.
2: So we would get Connor to sign that one, right? And then he'd go home. You know, they, the next day he'd show up again <laughs> with a new Oilers one on and get caught. Uh, I'm
1: surprised to say he layered them,
2: took yeah, one yeah. off, <laughs> well, the other. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised it's not from Frameworth The guy wasn't coming
0: here. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I have so many Edmonton Oilers jerseys on me. Yeah, I think it was little Mikey. Yeah, it was, that. hey, it, was. it was. I was just pretending to be a little 14 year old. But, but it's kid, the yeah. parents, right? So they get the jersey
2: signed. So I would, you know, walk out with like, let's say it was Connor, and I would say, Nah, I would call them pros. That's what I would basically right. say is, No. You know, uh, okay. it's okay. Move it on. You know what I'm saying? And then I'd go right up to the parent and I'd say, but I don't even know who I am, but i figured you out. I got <laughs> you all figured out. Yeah. So don't even bother trying again. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And of course they
0: would. Yeah, I mean, of course. They would try again. I mean, we right? we see that as the 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 boldness of some people at, you know, even at at you know some of the events which are very like high-ticket items who come in and it's very explicit, guys. You you have like, for example, we have the uh the uh, like we had the Wayne Gretzky gala here at at the Frameworth showroom a while ago i think I think this one specifically was for though uh, we had Josh Donaldson here at the at the at the Frameworth arena with a couple other other Toronto Blue Jays at the time and it was a pretty high priced item you know black tie event almost and you come in we get you you know photos with everyone they end up being signed, you get a signed jersey this and that that's all part of coming and you can spot in the crowd people who have other jerseys or other items and you'll go up to them in advance and say, hey, I know you've got the pen and all that, but you're not we're not doing that. You will get your package, but we're trying to, to keep yeah. this as informal as possible. And they say, oh, okay, no worries. And then you see them in line again with it. And then all of a sudden they break through the line and they are coming through like the back area of where the player is. We should have rocket there to 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 prevent them from Next doing time. it. But t- this is all to say like this is not us trying to say feel bad for these athletes isn't this so bad that they have to deal with it it's just saying when you have a bad interaction with an athlete it's not because they dislike you for liking them it's that they kind of have to have their back up a little bit because they're constantly being you know maybe taken advantage of isn't the right word but it it does apply here so it's not it's not to take it personally it's just to know if you go about it the right way and this was a big theme in the first episode. They'll respect you, and you respect them, and you go on your merry way. But if you try to do a little bit too much, or they just have a bad day, try to understand that they put up, they 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 deal with this all the time, and it doesn't always go well. Yeah, the the NHL alumni
2: brought out a a whiskey. Mm. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys saw, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You sure. know, but of all the older players, anyways, Dave Keon was one of the guys. Yeah, and we did a public signing with Dave Keon at a liquor store on, just on Young Street. Okay. Same to what you're saying. All of a sudden, all these people show up with old sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing was, you had to buy a bottle of Dave's uh, uh, whiskey, uh, yeah. whiskey, whiskey, and then you'd meet him, and he'd sign. he'd sign it. Dave Keon is probably one of the nicest individuals you'll ever want to meet in your life. Yeah. Whatever happened to him in the Ballard days and all that sort of stuff? Sure. He is one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet, but he doesn't want to talk about the Ballard era or stuff. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, fine. So well, we're instructed. Dave said to me said, Rocket, if anything, you know, I don't sign any jerseys. I'm not signing any of that sort of stuff. I just want to sign, you know, and I don't want anybody asking me about. Wade the Ballard days, yeah. Unless you want to talk about Dicky Duff and stuff. Or yeah, yeah, sure, but Not sure. any controversy with him. So it was great. Soon enough, so I go out, we're in the little room. <clears throat> I said, you guys ready? They open up this wall, and there's, you know, <clears throat> thousands of people out front. And most of them were older guys. Yeah. Most of them are older yeah, guys. The era, right. That's right. But what they would do, too, they brought their kids because they had all this paraphernalia for Dave to sign. So they were, guys were grabbing up bottles left, right, and center, but they also wanted other things signed, uh-huh, too, you know? Uh-huh. So I said to Dave, I will be the bad guy here. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll say so I had to tell people, outright, oh, you can't. That's no good. He, well, we've waited here for eight hours. So that's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the pace it said, get a bottle that's signed exactly. by, by Dave Keon, yes. you know? So... I don't think Dave was kind of called a prick then for that type of thing, but you never know. There's probably one bad egg. That no, but said, you
1: need the guy up front. We yes. had, we've done
2: card shows. So where many signs. Yeah. And,
1: and, and they literally, okay, so it's a part of the business. So those people are paying for an autograph. They need their certificate, They're collectors. It's the right way to go about doing it. They want uh, something authentic. So, but they'll always try and
0: sneak in something else and they didn't pay for it. Right. And they, like, and, and, and then they get mad when they get called out on it, and that's the thing. But, but here's, here's an important distinction that I want to make. We've done a ton of those signings, similar to what you're talking about, and you're always going to have people who do that. But to the credit of everyone else in the line, when you call them out on it and they put their back up, other people in the line understand, the, the majority of people understand the rules. And when someone else tries to get away with it, they're on your side. You know yep. they're not on the side of the person who's trying to get it. Yeah. So this is not us saying again. The people who show up at signings are are just in it to get whatever signed. That is the minority, and the majority of people who do it are good people who are just there for a good time to meet someone they respect. Uh, and then you have these these bad apples who just kind of yeah. come in. I, and I've been doing this such
2: a long time
0: now that I know
2: the autograph hounds. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly who they are. I've had a couple of them over at my place for dinner. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of the kids is a really good kid. He's from England, and, you know, he goes to every rock concert. I oh, got a repertoire. Just make sure
0: uh, uh, d- 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 the microphone, yeah. Just to, so, yeah, yeah. So,
2: uh, but... Um,
0: but you yeah, know what? It, not to take a shot, like,
1: the players also appreciate the autograph hounds are an important part of the industry. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, people say to me, oh, yeah, I see all those people they are taking money out of your pocket, out of the player's box. No, they're not. They're, they're creating yeah, yeah. a business environment where look at they establish the value some of them get things for free they want to wait outside for two hours to get a fifty dollar autograph or even a five hundred dollar autograph all the more power to them. Well, this is, yeah it, nothing exactly wrong with right. that right exactly. as long as they do it the right way right as long right. as they do
2: it the right way and so like i said i've known so many of these kids now that that let's say we're doing a big event like the alumni dinner right okay now the alumni dinner the guys have to go in one door so i know all the autograph hounds are over so a lot of them I know on a first-name basis now. So I'll just say to them, okay, guys, you line up on this wall. You know, everybody everybody will get it. He'll sign. Everybody, you know, whoever it's coming in, I'll let you know if they don't want to sign because that's my job is to ask sure. when sure. they're coming in. Gary Bettman comes in. I said, Gary, you know. <laughs> just make sure. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, you're not, uh, obviously, he won't sign. Like, he would talk to people, but I don't think he really signs.
0: I, uh, I, I've never I seen know, him. Do people, do people ask Bettman for his autograph? Oh, or, yeah, they sure. would ask. They would oh, ask for they'll sure.
1: They'll say, they yeah, it's on the puck. Just go buy a puck, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, my autograph. It's said.
2: on every puck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, but there's, so a lot of the kids are, uh, you know, respectful to that. But, so I'll line them up, and you'll guarantee there's one or two that'll break the line and try to be the first up to the player <laughs> and get <give them> in <laughs> the player's face. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I brought this up, you know, on an earlier podcast, the fact that sometimes a player gets startled. Oh, yeah. You know, running at him of to course. get an autograph. Right. You don't know. You don't know if that's a pen in his hand. You really don't know.
0: Fair. Hey, that's, so you that's got that's a point. few
1: guys coming into town now uh, as the summer starts wearing down, and uh, a lot of them like to go golfing, and you can set that up for them, and you go out golfing with some of them, too. we got to get out and play one time, but yeah. um, you got some things. Like you, you've got relationships with all the golf courses and those people, so when the guys come in and say, I want to play a really good course – Most courses are pretty amenable to to having, even private courses will say, hey,
2: you know, that's something that you have to. Well, yeah, I do that a lot, but it's harder now. It's harder now because of COVID. The private courses have just had members only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just really don't, you know, they're not letting guests. Even guests. They're not allowing guests. So the fact is that all my players really go as guests, you know. And, and, but that's kind of like dried up. I call it the Nazem Kadri open. Naz wants to play every single day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we
1: actually we went out the other day and played Eagle's nest and, and that's yeah. open a great track and yep. the guys I'm
2: sure. And, it, and I'm sure that a lot of the guys like to play that. Yeah. We course. should take guys there all the time. Yeah. We should take them there all the time, but you know, even they came back to us cause they used to give us a really good deal up there for years. And they came back to us and said, because of COVID, it's full price everybody pays. See, one
0: one of the problems you know? with that, we we did, it was a beautiful course. Uh, but it's expensive to play on. And more expensive is paying for the balls that you lose on that course. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went through 24 balls? Like, no, how many? <laughs> I got it.
2: I got it for you. I got it for you. Here's one. I got a phone call today, from, oh, not from today, a while back from Mitch Marner's brother, Chris. Yep. He said, Rocket, I'm so bored with this pandemic. i got to find something to do. I think i found what to do. So what's that? He goes, I'm going to go find golf balls. Find <laughs> golf balls and clean them up, and I'm going to go sell them. He said, do you know the guys at the Eagles? List? I said, yeah. He goes, can you call them for me? I said, absolutely. So I called yeah. the Eagles and said, hey, i got this guy. I'm not going to say who it is. I got this guy who wants to see you. And he goes, oh, I don't care. I hunt him he want. This is near the end of the winter. Chris sends me a videotape. About six hours later, he must have five or oh six my God. thousand golf balls in a great big bag. Him and his girlfriend, they had nothing to do. So he went out and hunted for golf balls one day. I said, well, That's a great little business for you. Honestly.
0: And are they're all guys, people who were playing Eagles' Nest had some good balls to lose. They're, they're all pro Vs. Yeah, 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 yeah You know yeah, what? I,
1: well, I got a dozen out there between <laughs> my kids and myself. And you know who else you used to do that is uh, Walter Gretzky. Yeah, that's right. Walter Gretzky right. loved to go. and you, you know, it's hard to play golf with him because he'd, he'd spend half the time looking for golf balls. Yeah. Like he, and it was funny. But, you know, the, the, another story, we were talking about autographs and uh, the same guys wanting to get uh, autographs all the time. And, right. And I remember coming out of Gretzky's restaurant with Wayne and his dad and we had some lunch down there. And um, And Wayne's dad was insistent. That everybody got an autograph from him. He he'd not only take autographs, uh, get a, give everybody an autograph till they were they were finished, but photos and make sure they got the right angle on the photo. But when he came out with Wayne, Wayne's go oh god here we go, <laughs> and his dad, God bless him, would would make him stand and do the autographs, and and Wayne would jump into the car because I was taking him to the airport, and Wayne's dad was like. Get back out there. There's still people out there. He said, Dad, that same guy has gone back and forth. He's had a binder of stuff. He goes back to the car and get another binder. He said, doesn't matter. they got to make a living, too. And his dad was like that with him. Drive Wayne crazy because he'd make him sign every autograph. they are
2: old school. Yeah. You know, Paul Coffey will tell you the story about his dad, like saying the same thing in a a way. You know, he said, you stand out there. You stand out there, and you sign all those kids' autographs because that was you one day. Right. You were out there waiting for one of your, you know, One of your role models. Right. And he waited around and and signed for you.
1: And the granddaddy of them all was Bobby Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall would never leave a card show until everybody in line got it, and he'd keep the whole card show open. Well,
0: because he's also not just grabbing a photo and signing it. He's he's having a conversation. He's getting to know you. By the end of it, he knows your third child's middle name and the (laughs) birthday. You
2: know, obviously, I love the players of today, but as of today, their signature is, is just a scratch. Whereas you look at the older guys, all the guys in the alumni, like yeah. Yvonne Kornway, yeah. who has signatures. a long name, his signature, you can read it. Every yeah. letter. you know. Yeah. And guys, my guys, you know, as you guys have seen before, when the guys do a signing for you, it's just scratch, get out of here, get my money and get out of it here. It
0: feels like the volume is probably just
1: so much higher too. Well, um, yeah, they're asked so many more. I mean, they're sitting down for three hours signing. Yeah. And so, you know, even me. I mean, in my i I always joke with the players that you're complaining about signing autographs. You're getting paid for. I said every time I sign my name, it's on the bottom of somebody's paycheck, and I'm losing money. we were and, out- and it's just a scratch now. Yeah,
2: yeah, we were out one night. I was, I was a certain player. I'm not going to say who it is. I, we were out going into a bar one night, him and I, and uh, he he had a few in him. He was he was in one pretty good. Anyways, this kid came up to him with a puck. He goes, hey, 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 can you sign my puck? Can you sign my puck? And, so anyways, he signs the puck, gives it back to the kid, and the kid yells about, fuck you. And he grabbed the puck, and he threw the puck down the street. So what does I He goes, I signed Mickey Mouse on the puck.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny.
1: Yeah.
0: So like, that, know, know, that is amazing even it. players
1: have to have fun with
0: some of that you stuff. you got it you absolutely have to um we're running a little low on time I want to ask one question because we we talk a lot about hockey players obviously um, because that is a lot of of your business but you also had a ton of experience working with uh, musicians bands that sort of thing what is the major difference the one main difference between working athlete security and concierge services for a well-known band across the world or a player or a team? Bands get better drugs. I think
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, there's more pure from what I understand. From what I understand. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. It, I was just going to bring that up too, because you, you talk about the guys going to bars and you're with the guys in
2: the bars, but you have to stay completely sober on all of right. that, especially if anything happens. Well, I, I don't drink. No. Yeah. I right. don't drink or I don't do drugs. I, I haven't drank in 25 years. You know, once I
0: started getting into this business, that was the, one of the things that I did. I Rocket, said, what is it like uh, to not always have a hangover? I've always wondered that. <laughs> I said, uh, there's a
1: problem with people that don't drink because when they get up in the morning, yeah. that's the best they're going <laughs> to feel all day.
2: Yeah. I heard that from someone. That was W.C. Fields yeah, or something, wasn't it? Was it was a, was, it was a good Amazing. drunk guy that yeah, said, uh, yeah, I feel bad for you because when you wake up, you feel that way. I get better and better as the day goes on. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> but the, uh, the, you know, uh, rock stars want to be hockey players. Hockey players want to be rock stars. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing. Post Malone, I, I I met Post a few times. He's a big, huge hockey fan. Yeah. You yeah. know? Also, so everything the, you hear is he's one of the nicest team. They all want to yeah. meet one another. I mean, let's face it, Gord Downey and the hip were the, were the, yeah, were yeah. the masterminds for yeah. that. They always were hockey friendly. Yeah. You know, they always wanted guys oh, to yeah. hang out and stuff like that. So, you know what? To be to be really honest with the answer to your question, there's not really much of a difference. Okay, you know, cool. They um, they're both respect. Two words from where I am coming from. Yeah, they're yeah. both respectful towards me. Great. You know, I've had people come up and said, oh, "I hear that guy in a band is an idiot." And I said, "Well, he's not to me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. You know what? He's great with me. That type of thing. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. You know, I saw Madonna rip into this guy one day. You know, like rip into him hard, and and then we're walking out, and she said, like, "How are you today, Rocket?" So, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? So. Uh, but it's, yeah, I think just, about the number of times I'm just in a bad mood and I'm like, if everyone could know that about me, like, like I, you know, you have one bad interaction with one person and that's what an entire segment of the population now knows you yeah. for is for one bad day. That seems, that seems like it's, but it's, it's all the too. same
2: thing because I know if I'm with a client, with a player and they're in a bad mood, we just don't talk. Yeah. I, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't say anything to them. Yeah. I let them talk first. Yeah. Right. You know, I got a player who would just get in the car. And I'd pick him up, like I'd go get him at the airport type thing, and he'd be in a bad mood, and he wouldn't say a, a he wouldn't say a word from the airport to the, you know, to the uh, okay. to to where I dropped him off. You know, even when I said, where's my money? <laughs> Still, Still in yeah. um,
0: <laughs> All right. So I want to give you the final word because we've had now your, uh, uh, the, the tied for the lead of number of appearances on this, this podcast with the exception of my dad. Well, I know obvious, why, like, if I can interrupt you, because yes. I
2: saw one of your guests that you had on before
0: Jance. So
2: and this, ever this since I want to you... give you
0: the opportunity to get the final word. That's what I want to give. We're going to lead off with your message to Brad Jansen uh, because uh, he had some some words for you in the beginning, and we got to give you a chance to rebut. So it's
2: all, it's all right, Jans. We'll compare my viewers to your viewers. Okay. okay? <laughs> and, and, and then, and enough said. Your turn. Oh yeah. So
1: he's just gonna go now now these guys are gonna jet, Brad and, and Rocket are gonna go to the players and say, Could you retweet about the podcast so hey, that they
0: yeah? We're James. we're okay. I love to be caught in the crossfire. I there. love yes. jazz.
2: We were out with him at Paul's uh, Coffee's uh was his uh, was his wedding end? no, it was his wife's fiftieth. Right. Yeah, it was his wife's fiftieth. Anyways, we had this whole thing planned out, was really required. Koff did a great job. We had Barney Vental, who's one of Koff's favorites, you know, right. come in, fly in and surprise his wife there. And then all of a sudden, you hear jants coming through, through the was Hey, you want to cough? You have a big party and you don't invite me? <laughs> <laughs> and Jan said the hair down here the whole. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. So him so, and I laughed about that. So he, of course, Chance is always invited over to coughs' place.
0: No, oh, yeah, right. He doesn't need any way back. The you know the, I mean? the the, the, the uh, prototypical you see him before you hear him. Is oh yeah, Jant it was said, great. He yeah. goes, what I don't get invited to this party. What's That's
1: what, what I got to get. I'll, I'll give Paul a call and see. He's got to get a chance to rebut because Jan Janny took him. Like to task oh, over the skates and how how particular he, says, he is. The guy was a nutcase with skates, and you heard all the things he said about. Now again, they're good friends, but let's do uh, a
0: podcast. I want to get Janny. Oh, yeah, oh okay. a double, a double, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Well, well it would we'll be ten fun. hours though. <laughs> 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 I I'd, I'd do my best to uh to referee it uh Rocket once again thanks so much for joining us love the stories the time just absolutely flies by uh and we're right in on schedule here so uh for myself once again anything by the way plugs you said you have your Instagram at Rocket Security is is one way yep, uh, for people Rocket to get Security, in touch yeah
2: I just uh you know I just do a couple of fun things out there like when I have some guys with me but we're not it's just like golf courses and stuff like that nice. you know and it's just, um, I'm always looking for clients, obviously. Perfect.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? I'm i working on a lot yeah. of the rocks. You want to get him back into the rock star business?
2: Oh, man. In trouble, <laughs> eh? I'm working on a few things right now. It's funny you say that because I've been called, like, uh, because every tour is going out yes. right now. Yes. Yeah, like, probably. everyone's going. Making up for lost so time. So I got my guys in the U.S. that have been calling me and saying, hey, and I'm like. Need some help. Oh man, like, you know. Going on the road for three months is like going on for thirty years. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know? And it takes itself, and you can't but, be with one pl- person. Well, all I, I other can't. Clients. I you know, yeah. and I have to say to my players too, right? Like, you know, I'm going to be gone for three months. It just that doesn't, doesn't say well. that's fair. Palmer would be all over. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's such a tame, easygoing guy. Love him. Yeah, he's we've, one of my we've uh, love him. He's one, one, of my one day we'll get him on the podcast. Uh, he he's he said he he would have too many things to say about too many other people, so maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to join us. But I, I I think when he hears more podcasts like this, he'll he'll just be Just quickly, on
2: board. Uh, just quickly though, before we go, it's like sometimes I've commented on someone's uh. Twitter, yeah, and some guy the comment back is just,
0: oh, I guess it's Paul's dad again. <laughs> That's amazing. I would do the same thing if someone were going after my kid. I would. I would be joining in on there. Um, uh, once again, uh, Rocket, thank you so much for joining us at Rocket Security on Instagram for Brian Aaronworth, President of Frameworth, and myself, Mikey Aaronworth. This is us signing off. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to the end of yet another episode. Thanks again so much for joining us. You can find videos of all of our episodes on YouTube by searching The Sign-Off Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Frameworth Sport, or Instagram, at Frameworth Sports. And hey, if you're not sick of me yet, you can find me on Twitter over at at Retrograde Mikey, or you can always find me embarrassing myself over on Instagram, at Aaronworth. The Sign-Off is a proud product of Fadoo Productions and Sad Styles Productions, Executive Producers, Mikey Aaronworth, and Andrew Bascom. Until next week, this is Mikey Aaronworth signing off
1: furnished by sad styles productions get into it